Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. Welcome to EST. If you love the established church, this is the place to have conversations about why the established church matters, how to better serve her, and to hear stories every week about how God is using the church for his glory and our good. The show is hosted each week by Sam Rayner, Josh King, and Micah Fries. We're glad you're here. Welcome to another episode of EST, the podcast for established church leaders by established church leaders. I'm fumbling all over my words. My name is Josh King, and right there's Sam. Over there's Micah. How are you guys today? Just skippy, man. Man, skippy. man today is a good day. It is a very good day. It's a beautiful day. It's a good Why day it, to wait talk. Minute, wait, a minute, wait a minute. Sam says it's a great day. That sounds like there's something particularly good about today. Sam, why is today so good? Well, as of this recording, we're, um, we're in recount mode in Florida. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, so I live in Georgia, and Florida and Georgia have the two most confusing, disrupted uh, governor races in the country, I feel like. Really? What's going on? Because Arkansas just apparently all voted red. Everything went red. Yeah, that, 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 doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't happen in Florida. We're, we're, yeah. a, bit, we're, we're a bit more uh, diverse in terms of our, uh, our belief systems here in Florida. Extremely <laughs> diverse. Y'all have blue and red. You would, think, you, would think that, <laughs> you would think that Georgia would be pretty red, and the rural areas are, the, city isn't, the cities are not, and so our race was very, very close, like the Florida race, but the tricky part about the Georgia, and I live, I say I because I live in Georgia, um, the tricky part about our race is the Secretary of State who oversees the election is one of the candidates who was running for election. And wow. there, there were quite a few questions about the election process, and he did not recuse himself from overseeing his own election. And then as soon as the election was over, he recused himself. And so, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a rather interesting um, few Damn, days. So there's accusation, accusations are flying. Makes sense in the political world. It yeah. does make it's sense. Par, par for the course. But he, they're not doing a recount as of now, I don't think. But his opponent has still not um, accepted the uh, result of the... Uh, of the election and there are a whole lot of rumors flying so we, you know. we don't have we don't have one it's not one not two we have three recounts in florida oh my mm. word y'all had a very famous recount uh with presidential election <laughs> yeah. y'all just love recounting stuff Hang, i think hanging I chads hanging i think chads. i remember it went all the way to the supreme court Mm-hmm. And, it did. Uh, I think President Bush ended up winning by 537 votes. W. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. In yesterday's <laughs> New York Times, the article in yesterday's New York Times was, well, after Election Day, Florida and Georgia voters still wonder who won. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on who you talk to around here. Uh, A lot of awesome. people are pretty certain about who won. Uh, same my governor. Same thing in uh, where I live. I live in a very red county, so uh, there's not a whole lot of questions in my county from the folks I'm around. <laughs> mm. Y'all should secede your county. See if that'll work. <laughs> Y'all can join join Tennessee. So this is uh, this episode is uh, releasing the week of Thanksgiving, right, Josh? Isn't that correct? Uh, it'll be right about that. Yeah, either yeah. the week before or right about that week. Yeah. And so are so you happy guys? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody! I was gonna say Yay, so. Lots to be day. thankful for. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I thought it was funny. Um, uh, Dan Darling, you, you guys know Dan with the ERLC. He, he was talking He's about a all. Darling. 
he isn't well at times, but uh, <laughs> he, he was talking about all the angst over the election. And he said, you know, he said, let's just keep the robocalls and the angst in, uh, in its appropriate context. Nobody's complaining about robocalls and angst in North Korea. So he's right about that. So we've, <laughs> we, we've got some things to be thankful for. The robocalls were ridiculous. But talking about Thanksgiving, you guys traveling at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, when this releases, I will be with my in-laws. So um, I am sure I am having the time of my life uh, yeah. hanging out with them. Yeah, we. Um, I kind of made a decision a few years ago that we will travel for one holiday per year, and that's Christmas. So we travel every year at Christmas, and we don't generally travel to family on Thanksgiving. But this year we are going to travel on Thanksgiving with family to Disney World. And so my kids have never been, so we're leaving Sunday before Thanksgiving. We'll be in Disney Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we're actually going to drive home on Thanksgiving Day and stop at a Cracker Barrel and eat. Thanksgiving dinner somewhere along the way. So, okay, so God bless America. Here's, That's right. Here's what I want. I, I got to hear from our listeners because I think I'm probably in the minority on this. Mm-hmm. So you can put it out there on Twitter, those of you who are listening. Um, I'll try to remember. I, yeah, <laughs> I um, I don't like Cracker Barrel. Mm. I just, it's just I'm, like it. I'm honestly not that big of a fan, but so, you know, I'll eat it. And, if, and I, I don't. If, I don't know if that reduces me in the in the ears of our listener, um, but a certain just, demographic probably. Yeah. So, sure. so I got to be honest and admit, I'm not a big fan either. Neither is my wife. Uh, then my what are kids, you guys doing? Because on Thanksgiving Day, they will be the only place open to eat lunch oh, on the way between okay. Disney and home. <laughs> They'll be the gotcha. only place serving Thanksgiving dinner, and yeah, my I mean, kids, Florida, my kids Florida's, and grandparents love thing, and their grandparents love Cracker Barrel. Florida's so. got a got a lot of places that probably open. That may be true. Maybe, yeah. I, I don't know, on the interstate, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. We are going to stop in Gainesville and pay our respects to uh, glorious Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. My kids have never seen it in person, so we're going to do that. Let them get their picture by the Bull Gator and the statues of Tim Tebow and Steve Spurrier and Danny Werfel. Well, there, you just teach them something to be thankful for. <laughs> um, there's lots of, we have lots of national championships in Gainesville to be thankful for. <laughs> Y'all do. Y'all do. <laughs> hey, but there's a new podcast out, right, Josh, that we're excited about? Um, we are. You sound really excited. I was going to say, quasi-excited. No, Josh, before the episode, Josh is like, man, I can't wait to talk about this podcast because I've already listened to all the episodes. I love it. I, I, okay, now I know what you're talking about. Now, that was supposed to be for three episodes. Oh, dang it. But just in case you're listening, we are very excited about the Living in Effective podcast. I, so this isn't a plug. I just really am extremely excited about Living in Effective podcast. In fact, I tweeted, I don't know why the entire Christian English-speaking world, English-speaking Christian world, is not raving over Living in Effective podcast. A joint effort by Christianity Today and the Christian Standard Bible. It is fantastic podcast production. And the content is so interesting. One out so far about, at the time of recording, one about the Slaveholders Bible and another one about the Jesus People Movement. Both of them were so fascinating. Um, I mean, just, I cannot say enough about that. And uh, just excited to be listening. I can't wait for the next ones to come out. Yeah, the way I got introduced to it is because we're now a part of the LifeWay Leadership Network. They're the ones who actually introduced me to it. I didn't know about the podcast outside of that. I love being a part of the LifeWay Leadership Network. Absolutely. Those guys are great, and we're excited to be a part of them. Groups like, uh, or podcasts like Group Answers, The One Thing, Five Leadership Questions, and those guys. So many great podcasts out there. In fact, we should do one. We you want to do a podcast? To. Let's, <laughs> let's do it right now. Let's talk about Man, it. I, so I still have ahead. memories of our conversation 
Was it in Burgers, St. Louis? St. Louis. Time wow, about, like, was it really St. Louis, man? It was St. Louis. It was. It was back that. in the day where like we should start this thing, and I forget who came up with the idea. It wasn't me, but it was one of you guys, like EST. It, it was and, um, Micah's podcast. My idea on the on the name, um, and then Sam just had great. Sam brings the thunder. <laughs> Sam brings the thunder. I, I'm, man, and the guys, lightning. I'm just along for the ride. I, yeah. You know, I, and I'm loving it. Everybody. So here, let's talk about something. How about this? Every It's getting close to the Christmas season. At the time of the release of this show, it will be fully within the Christmas season. There's already, we're early uh, November right now. There's already Christmas music going out, ads, those sort of things. And so I'm kind of curious. Boo. No <laughs> boo to you, Sam. Give me Christmas music in May, July, and September. You Micah, crazy fool. Micah, no, crazy. See, the fullness of time. The fullness of time. You got to let it happen. Let God me, no, 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 schedules. no. Let me let me explain this to you. Those who okay. say those who say Christmas is only good at a certain time of the year because it you know that's the time and place, or we we lose the wonder if it's all year wrong. Here's my question for you: Do you kiss? your wife once a year do you only kiss your wife once a year because you don't want to lose the wonder of it are we really comparing absolutely absolutely my wives are way better than the american version of jesus's holiday that's all (laughs) all all i'm saying is it's ridiculous to say that something is good and wonderful and we love it and but we don't ever want to do it ever again my god Mm. i don't i'm not getting you at all today because you're comparing the house dander of christmas decorations to kissing your wife (laughs) yes yes Seriously, <laughs> I I don't care about the house standard as much as I care about the experience and the I music, and I this. love it. I love Christmas. I don't even know what, what do you do with am, this? I am I am giddy at Christmas time. I'm kind it's of in favorite. between. I'm kind of, as always. I stand in between you two. I kind of like it. It's easing in. It's not too bad right now. Um, but by the time this releases, I think we'll be full scale. So the question is. What do you guys do? What does Brainerd and West Bradenton do around the Christmas season? You just I thought we would just kind of hammer that out. And we could also talk about some other things like, what do you do if Christmas Eve is, let's say, on a Monday, and then you have church services on Sunday? Do you try to do all of it together? There's a lot of churches that are trying to debate that or figure that out. So that's a pastoral question, a leadership question. Should we not do one or the other? And so there's some really cool kind of... Uh, topics in this but first just uh, i don't know just share kind of a little bit about what you're excited about coming up with the all the stuff that's attached to christmas well i love our christmas eve services because the the christmas eve service is where you will get your most guests of any service of the year um we'll have three christmas eve services this year Mm -hmm. and um i'm thinking maybe 30 40 percent of those that attend will be guests so uh, you need to go – if you don't do anything during Christmas, you need to go all in with, with your Christmas Eve services. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely always Christmas Eve is an awesome time to reach the neighbors, reach the community. Yeah. Because and, 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 that's when they're going to show up. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Easter is usually the time when you have all of your members there all at the same time. People think that Easter has a lot of guests. There's probably some, but Christmas Eve services – are where you will really see a lot of guests. Be prepared for them. Go all in. Um, make sure that you're talking about your your church and and using every opportunity to to connect with those guests on a Christmas Eve service. So before the North Pole Elf shares us what all they do at um, 
uh, you know, um, Brainerd. What for the do, record, I do not wear green or red tights at any point in time during the Christmas season. Praise God. Uh, when do you, what what do you guys do for your Christmas Eve service? Is it is it a simple service, large, you know, music with camels and stuff, or what is it? What's going no, on? No, no camels. We've um, all watched the First Baptist West Palm Beach with the camel falling the on camel the person fall. in the crowd. We've None of us. I'm never. None of us are doing it. that. Never YouTube. Go to YouTube. It. Look it up. It's great. Um, no, it needs to be simple and classic, and actually most. People People are, are looking for something traditional. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's know, true. I, you know, it's the candlelight. You guys do can, candlelight? Um, yeah, we're we, we're thinking about the future with our renovation and new carpet. Mm-hmm. But you know, before before we had this old carpet, yeah, it wasn't a thing at all. We did we did the the candle uh, the lighting service. Yeah, I like that it's, as long as it's classic, traditional songs that you know, you're gonna have a lot of guests. So make sure you do mm-hmm. some songs that people at least recognize. Um, you know, it doesn't. It can be simple. Yes, um, it doesn't have to be big and over the top and crazy. And I think a lot like of it. people are expecting forty-five minutes. Um, make sure you share the gospel. Make sure you give guests an opportunity to know about your church. Those are two big things. Mm-hmm. One, one thing that we do though is we take up an offering, um, and we have a cause that we support. Okay. Um, and we're very clear with people. None of this goes directly to us. So. Um, one year, we uh, we had a family who had a special needs child. They were they didn't have a whole lot of money, and so we raised uh, enough money to buy them a van for uh, you know so that they could um, transport get, transport the the special needs child around town. Had a, had a kind of a wheelchair sort of situation, um, and then we've done some different things as well. Uh, so we t- actually take them an offering for a cause, um, and it's just something that's pure. Just hey, we don't we don't church doesn't get any of this. It's going to go directly to whatever it is. Um, so if you're looking up to take it up an offering with, without it feeling kind of, you know, kind of icky, um, Give you can it always away. take up a cause. Yeah. Yeah. Gives All people right. an opportunity to worship through giving, too. So um, Sweet. I'm always about that. All right. Now that we're done with the angry elf, what do you do over there, <laughs> The Micah? angry elf. That's officially his nickname from now on. No, so it is no surprise that we go all in at Christmas. We love Christmas. And uh, I'm convinced, first of all, that Sam is right. We go all in on very traditional and um, when it comes to Christmas, we believe that Christmas is the number one time every year that people want to remember back to their childhood. Hmm. And so we want to give them as much of their childhood as possible. So, yeah, I mean, we'll occasionally do some more modern version of Christmas songs and that sort of stuff in our BX venue in particular. But we go heavy on sort of classic Christmas songs. So we do Christmas Eve services. We'll do um, Two, uh, three, serv- three Christmas Eve services at one of our campuses and one uh, Christmas Eve service at another campus uh, this year. Two of them will be in our sanctuary, and they'll be the more traditional ones. We'll do one in the BX, our modern venue, and it'll be a little more modern, but still more traditional. Um, and uh, we do candlelight. They'll last 50 to 55 minutes or so, and um, they can't last much more than that because they're back-to-back-to-back with no break between them, and I go from one to the other to the other. So we've got to get done at a decent time. But we also do four weeks of Advent leading up to Christmas Eve. We, we do um, the Advent wreath where we light it every week. Um, we uh, preach. A, we, we do a specific theme for our Advent series. So this year we're doing Emmanuel as our theme, and so we're looking at references both in Old and New Testament to the Messiah as the Emmanuel. In, mm. uh, in the Bible. Uh, the, the phrase that we will repeat over and over and over about Advent is that Advent 
by forcing us to week by week slowly you know, work our way to Christmas. Uh, we argue that uh, Christmas is materialistic and consumeristic, and what Advent does is it forces us to walk slowly to the manger. And so mm-hmm. we don't want to just rush, 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 and then all of a sudden, boom, Christmas Eve is here, and now we need to celebrate Christmas and then move on. One of the reasons why we like backing up four or five weeks and beginning our Christmas celebration that long in advance is to slowly help us contemplate the birth of Christ, the incarnation, what that means for us. And uh, if you are someone, we have a number of churches who want to do an Advent series but maybe don't have the resources, on our website, resourcethe.church, Every year we put all the content that we make for our Advent series. It's up and it's available. Last year we did a, a four weeks of Advent called Ancestors and Heirs. We looked at four different characters from the Christmas uh, story. The year mm-hmm. before that, um, we just called it Advent. And so we kind of we talked about the antidote to the hurried holiday. You go on that resource, the.church, and you can download free sermon graphics, social media graphics, videos, pictures, all that stuff that we created for the series and you can do your own four week advent series and we provide it all to you with no, no church branding on it. It's just yours for free. Go grab it cool. and may, maybe help you as you're celebrating advent at your church. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, this will be I the like first, it a lot. I like it a lot. This will be the first <laughs> Christmas advent season with uh, second Baptist Conway that we're going to be a part of. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I do know that on the 16th, a couple weeks before Christmas, we're going to have, Sort of, a, it's a more music-driven service, and uh, there's going to be three of those, and it, it just uh, kind of highlights the music portion of things. Then we've got some uh, testimonies, those sort of things. So they've done it every year, and, and something I'm excited to be a part of. We're calling that Christmas in Conway because we're just that creative that way. So, <laughs> well, um, and I, that actually makes me think, Josh. We do some of those. We do a couple of things every year. We do a big Christmas concert, which is an orchestra yeah. and choir Christmas concert. We don't do it on Sunday mornings. We do it on a Saturday, and then it's on a Sunday afternoon, repeated two or three times. And mm-hmm. then we also do something called keyboards at Christmas. We have five pianos up on the, or six pianos up on the yeah. platform. I think it's six. And do it's you play just, one of them? I, do, I can play <laughs> chopsticks, guys, and that's about it. I can play the entertainer and chopsticks, and that's what I can play. <laughs> but those are great opportunities for people to come and just kind of close their eyes and think about being back in their childhood. So and yeah, uh, it just takes them back. Somebody who listens to the show needs to Photoshop Micah in an elf outfit, green oh tights, playing the piano. Yeah, that would be horrible. Please, there's a church here in Conway that does the same thing. Don't. Do they? The yeah, keyboards yeah. at Christmas. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure, but I've heard of this, and that was the first time I heard of it, and it's kind of cool that you guys do it. I One of my favorite things that I would pass on to our listeners that we did one year down in Texas was this, uh, it was a Christmas Eve service. And like Micah shared, there's these four um, themes to Advent, hope, joy, peace. What's the other one? Love, hope, joy, peace, love. Something <laughs> Sounds like that. Good. Love, joy, peace, Sounds patience, good. kindness, it's like gentleness, four, yeah. self-control. They do. We're talking about the people are, spirit. Yeah, people are running eight, eight weeks of Advent. So there's, uh, there's these four deals. And so what we did was we invited a bunch of church plants that were – say like in a movie uh, theater, that's where they normally met, or a school. Because they meet in those sort of locations, they're not able to have Christmas Eve services typically without going out and renting something else because of the, you know, the movie theater's open and those sort of things. So they weren't able to do that. And we invited them in, and then we gave them one of the themes. So we did some music on Hope, let's say, and then one of their couples or their families came up and lit one of the candles and then talked a little bit about hope. And then the children of the family read a couple Bible verses um, that were dealing with hope. 
couple more songs, same thing for Joy, on and on. And so what that did was, and on the screens, we put the name of their church, who they are, that sort of stuff. And it really got a ton of people involved. And then we closed it out with, you know, like, Oh, Holy Night with candles. So um, really super easy, not a lot of prep at all, but it brought a lot of people together. There was great community um, aspects to it. And everybody really, you know, really enjoyed it. And it was simple. So it's just an idea I would throw out there as a, as a potential for people who are in areas with a lot of church plants. That's so, awesome. I like it. Yeah. Well, do you guys do uh, Operation Christmas Child? Yeah. We do. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, we, uh, it's pretty personal for us. Oh, really? Why yeah. Is, oh, because I didn't go one. Yeah, my son, not one. That was his Christmas every year uh, when, really? he was, when he was growing up for the first nine years of his life. Yeah. And Man, so, that is cool. Uh, we actually packed our kids do a, a packing party when they pack all the boxes. We don't have the boxes mm-hmm. come in. We actually we we don't ask people to bring the boxes all packed. We ask people for different items, and then the kids all pack them together. And okay. so I actually put it, posted a picture on social media this week of him holding his box, and their Operation Christmas Child is sending boxes back to his orphanage again this year. And so in wow. my mind, I thought, how cool would it be that the box he's packing is going to his mm-hmm. friends from the orphanage where he grew up? That's incredible. We didn't do it uh, very actively down in Texas. We did it some years, and then we had this other ministry that we were supporting. But here, there's a church that does 6,000 boxes, the Bible church across town. And wow. um, they're kind of into it. I mean, like wow. really into it. The church runs about 700 people, but they do around 6,000 Christmas boxes. And so Good before nice. I got here, uh, they were asking, are you going to do... OCC. And I said, you know, I'm fine with it, I guess, you know, and that's cool. And he, I said, uh, do we normally help? He said, yeah. I said, how many boxes do we do? He said, right at a thousand. And, uh, we're a little bit bigger than that church. And I said, how many boxes do you guys do? And he said, uh, 6,000. I said, dang, how big is your church? And he's like 700. I said, that's embarrassing. So ever since then, we've been talking this trash about we're going to beat them. We're going to bring in more boxes. And it has, you know, like, uh, ignited this fire in both churches to, we, we've started this, <laughs> there's it. even a little hashtag it. called Bible versus Baptist. And, um, we're kind of competing across town. We've shot these videos where I'm walking through the back of their church and I stumble upon their shoe boxes and steal, you know, several boxes of them and all this sort of stuff. So there's a lot of, um, that kind of fun going on. And it's really brought the two churches together and really ignited our, our campuses for, what God is doing. And we just keep joking. I, I had one of my sons asked me, so what do we win if we win? And I was like, <laughs> absolutely nothing. <laughs> there's, the there's win. literally no challenge, you know, but, but everybody's into it. And so, um, lots and lots of online goofy trash talking. And so that's just another fun thing. Now the, the downside to OCC is it ends, you know, well before Christmas. And so, you know, it's going to end early November instead of going all the way through the Christmas season. So, but OCC is a fun thing. Anything else you guys do that are kind of different, neat? Uh, we decorate our palm trees. Oh, that's that fantastic. is different. Yeah, I love I love Christmas lights on palm trees. Um, I just think it's kind of a cool thing. I mean, I kind of dig it too. Yeah, um, even though I'm, you know, apparently the ball humbug one, <laughs> the angry elf. It's my favorite <laughs> angry, nickname for you. Can, uh, you know, and and things that Micah never got called elf. Uh, yeah, uh, probably not because he's, you know, tall. Very tall. Very tall. <laughs> yeah, well, I've he never can, been referred to as an elf before. I guess I could be kind of like batteries. I could be Will Ferrell kind of elf. Yeah, I could be that yeah. kind of elf. And bring I'm kind the, of like him when it comes to Christmas. Bring the choir down a whole octave. Yes. Um, exactly. So, you know, uh, here's a here's a sort of a challenge that some folks face. 
is, you know, if you're a small staff or, or just small volunteer base and you've got a lot of people want to travel for Christmas Eve, have you guys ever, what, what are the pros and cons of canceling the Christmas Eve and just kind of focusing on the Sunday before? Uh, listen, um, <laughs> two, two things. Don't ever cancel a Sunday, ever, unless it's, you know, like we had to cancel for a hurricane. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't cancel your Christmas Eve service. Yeah. Like this year, yeah. um, Sunday is the 23rd. Mm-hmm. And then the Christmas Eve obviously would be Monday. D- do both. You got to do both. I mean, I, you're, I, I don't like churches that cancel services because of the way the day falls. Um, yeah, you may have half your crowd or a third of your crowd. Who cares? Yeah. Um, you know, don't cancel your service. The only time now we, we didn't we haven't canceled anything. Last year Christmas Eve was a Sunday, correct? Yes. Yeah, I last think year so, yeah. it was a mm-hmm. Sunday. So what we did is instead of our normal Christmas Eve service, we combined our Christmas Eve and our normal Christmas service um, and our normal Sunday services. Mm-hmm. And we, instead of doing normal Sunday morning services that morning and then Christmas Eve services that evening, we did mm-hmm. our normal Sunday morning services as our Christmas Eve services. Mm-hmm. So they were, they were in the morning instead of in the evening. But that's yeah, how I we just did it. don't like the idea of Christmas is on a Sunday, Christmas is on a Monday. So we're going to cancel our Sunday services. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. A fan I think of that, that sends the wrong message. Yeah, I totally would agree. God, do not cancel your services. Yeah, the canceling of the service is something that we wouldn't do. Now, I have and am, we're not doing a Christmas Eve services because it's so close together. And the other aspect of it is just our leadership. And the more we talk to leadership, they want to go, you know, they want to do Christmas. And I'm very sensitive to that for staff because um, there are times in which the church will take away the holidays from church staff and pastors, mm-hmm. and they're not able to travel. You know, like everybody talks about traveling for Christmas and stuff, and there's a lot of churches where that's just not even an option. They, they're they going to be there because they have several services on Sunday and then several services yeah, on we're, Christmas Yeah, we're that Eve. church. So, you know, I mean, when I, forgive me for being a bit crass, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, no one, <laughs> I don't think I'll surprise anybody by this. Um <laughs> You know, tough cookies. Yeah, you serve yeah. a church. You know what? If if you if you want your whole Christmas holiday, don't be on a church staff. Yeah, that's stop, I, that's what. Stop I, your complaining. That's kind of what I was going to say, Sam. I used to work for Marriott hotels, and when I worked for Marriott, you work all day, all night, every holiday. That's part of mm-hmm. the deal when you go to work for a hotel. And yeah, I mean, now you I don't know that you know it. And you I would, know it when you sign up for ministry. And I would say there are, you know, like we've done in the past at the last church I served, we had a rotation so that every pastor didn't have to be there every year mm-hmm, for Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. Like we would okay, have a rotation. That's fine. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just saying if you if you're on staff mm-hmm. and you expect Christmas week off every year, right? You don't need, you don't need to be on a church staff, right? You just don't. You just, I mean, we're all in, all hands on deck. We got our Sunday services on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Christmas Eve is on a Monday. We're doing three Christmas Eve services on a Monday. And, you know, if you can't handle it, get out of the kitchen. Like, you can't handle the heat, get out yeah. of the kitchen. Like, seriously. And, th- it- and that's a good way to look at it, except for I'm the pastor, so I canceled it. And so, um, <laughs> and if you don't like I it. I think that's his way of saying stick it in your ear. <laughs> yeah, it's tough cookies. So, we have all-in uh, staff that are devoted, all-in service team. And it takes a lot more than just the people who are paid on staff to run any of these services, as you well know. And they didn't get in the kitchen. And so signing all of these nursery workers up and signing security team and those sort of, you know, it's a couple hundred people to run a Christmas Eve service. We just decided we're not going to do that. We're going to spend all of our efforts on the 23rd. 
because, you know, like, you know, weekly, like you said about canceling services, that part jives. But what literally turns out to be extra things that just keep piling on as the holidays develop are not things that the church is obligated to. So if there is a listener who's feeling like, man, this is just too much. We have huge event on the 16th. We have this big thing. There's parties that are going on and all this kind of stuff. They should feel the liberty to say, we don't have to do all of this, whether it's staff or, or pastors who joined a church staff. No, you don't, you don't have to do all of it, but you're going to miss right. out on a boatload of guests on Monday is what you're going to do. Well, they'll come back next year and at Easter. Um, they come back every Easter, you know? And so um, I don't schedule things for people who show up twice a year. I schedule things for yeah, well, the I church. I want to reach people for Jesus, so yeah. Yeah. that's what I'm about. Yeah, so stay inside the church and reach them. They'll all come to you. Oh my <laughs> that's Lord. the way this works. It's so, like a Sam Josh fight right here on the air. This I know, is fantastic. Kind of I, like I think it. this is I what like podcasting it. is. You're supposed is, to talk about hey, issues. If we did and, this more often, we might get more listeners even. We'd guys. probably get better ratings. We need to start putting together a list of things we want to fight about <laughs> the holidays bring that stuff out of people so yes the bottom line i do think though is i 100 love christmas eve services what we've done in the past because obviously not uh, you're not doing yours <laughs> i love them i love them and so we what we do is um when they don't conflict with the weekend service or when they're away from the weekend service we definitely do it otherwise we do the the weekend service the sunday service and especially now that i'm at a place that has or will have uh very soon three services um it just it becomes too much to turn around and do the same thing over and you know every single church in the entire city is doing a christmas eve service and um, so if you just absolutely have to have that extra dose of jesus right two hours after then you can go do that so <laughs> that's what i say <laughs> I might be on Sam's side on this one, disagreeing with you, but that's okay, Josh. I'm I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm okay. That's why we're all pastors of our own churches. So, And, and Baptists are so autonomous, we get to make those choices. So. <laughs> that's right. That's Even right. when you're wrong. That's right. <laughs> Even when I'm wrong. <laughs> but we'll see. So, um, anything else going on that uh, Christmas-wise? Uh, how do y'all do follow-up with all of those hundreds of guests you have on Christmas Eve? Well, we follow-up with those? I was going to say we would do follow-up like we do with any other guest. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly the same. Get process. the cards and stuff. Uh-huh. We don't actually do I cards anymore. We've gotten rid of cards. Y'all do the text message? We do. We t- you text message yeah. in. You, you send 33733 to, uh, I think you BB guest to 33733. It shoots back a little form. You fill it out. You show it to the people, and we give them their gift at the desk. And then I we love that. And follow up all that way digitally. I love that. I was listening to Rainer on leadership, and they were talking about... Uh, uh, Dr. Rainer was actually talking about Arts Church. No, not Arts. Jess's. Jess's Church. Church. And the way they turn in the um, the cards and $5 to the local food pantry or whatever. Yeah, uh, we do that as well. I think that's genius. You should share these ideas, Sam. I didn't know this idea. This was a, That's a fantastic idea. So we're going to start implementing that here, um, you know, any Sunday. We, uh, but I think the holidays are a great time to do it. And, and we change it out every month. We have a mission partner of the month. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we are we use that time as well to tell our congregation about the people that we support. So, you know, I love like four it. weeks in a row, we're talking about this particular mission partner. Oh, by the way, if you're a guest, you fill out a card on your behalf. We're going to give five dollars to to our mission partner of the month. I love it. All right, that's all the time we have for today. We would like to encourage you to listen to the podcast Group Answers, which is also a part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. On Group Answers, co-host Chris, I do not know how to say his last name, Chris and Brian Surratt. Surratt, That's what I thought. I didn't want to mess it up. But co-host Chris Surratt and Brian Daniel will help you resource, train, and encourage small group leaders. 
In each episode, you will consider current trends and resources as well as timeless truths and methods and discipleship through, through groups. So if you oversee small groups in your church or are leading one yourself, this podcast is for you. Again, that's Group Answers. And remember to check out Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. Just Google it. You'll find out all the information that you need. And that's all we have the time for today. We'll check you next week. You've been listening to EST, a discussion for the established church. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, as well as subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for listening. EST is proud to be a part of the LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network.